Chapter number 20 of The Border Bandits. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Shashank Jakhmola. The Border Bandits by J.W. Buell. The Stage Robbery Near Hot Springs. In December of 1873, a council was held in the haunt of the bandits near the Big Blue in Jackson County, in which it was decided to attempt a stage robbery, and the line between Melbourne and Hot Springs, Arkansas, was selected for the first stroke in the inauguration of a new species of crime. Accordingly, on the 15th of January, 1874, five of the highwaymen, consisting of Frank James, Clell Miller, Arthur McCoy, and Jim, and Cole Younger repaired to the scene of their intended operations and secreted themselves in a dense cupboard on the south side of the stage road five miles from Hot Springs and awaited the coming of their victims. The conception of this scheme manifested the judgment of the bandits, for they were influenced by the supposition that those who visited Hot Springs in search of health were people of liberal means who would naturally carry with them a goodly sum of money with which to meet expected large expenses, and in this their judgment was correct. It was after midday when the heavy Concord stage, filled with passengers, came rattling over the rough and stony road opposite the secret hiding place of the highway freebooters. Suddenly, a shot startled the driver, and his surprise culminated when Jesse James arose from a clump of brush and, with a heavy revolver in each hand, commanded the driver to halt. The order was instantly obeyed, and as the passengers thrust their heads out of the vehicle, they saw five fierce-looking men, armed and spurred, whose purposes were at once divined. Frank James, who acted as leader, ordered the occupants of the stage to get out, which being complied with the passengers, were formed into line and then submitted to a search by Clell Miller and Jim Younger, while the three other bandits stood guard with cocked pistols. The fright of the travellers was greatly intensified by the blood-chilling threats of the desperados. They jested with one another and made banters to test their skill as pistol shots on the trembling and unarmed passengers. Now, said Frank James to Cole Younger, I will bet you the contents of that fellow's pocket book. Pointing to one of the travellers who was a small tradesman at Little Rock, that I can shoot off a smaller bet out of his right ear than you can. I'll take the wager, responded Cole, but you must let me have the first shot, because my eyesight is not as good as yours, and if you should hit his ear first, the blood might confuse my aim. Frank insisted on shooting first, and in the wrangle, the poor victim trembled until he could scarcely retain his feet, and, with the most prayful entreaties, begged the robbers to take what he had but spare his life. Mr. Taylor, of Massachusetts, a sufferer from rheumatism, then drew the attention of the bandits, and Jesse James offered to bet his share of the booty that he could throw his bowie knife through Taylor's underclothing without drawing blood. It was thus the bandits jested with one another, and in turn had each of the fear-stricken passengers praying for his life. When the search was concluded, Frank James produced a memorandum book and took the names of all the travellers, saying, I am like lightning. I don't want to strike the same parties twice. The total amount of money and valuables taken approximated $4,000.
the heaviest loser being ex-governor Burbank of Dakota, from whom the robbers secured $1,500. When the bandits left their victims, they graciously and with great punctilio raised their hats and bade them a most courteous adieu, wishing them a pleasant visit at the springs. When the travellers reached Hot Springs, they were in a sorry plight, not one of them having enough money to send a message home for additional funds, but the citizens kindly provided for their wants and exhibited much sympathy, but little or no attempt was made to capture the highwaymen. Indeed, any such effort would have undoubtedly terminated fruitlessly, for, in addition to the cunning and bravery of the bandits, the mountainous nature of the country would have prevented a pursuing party from making up the time lost in reporting the circumstances of the robbery. End of chapter number 20